What's up? This is Ray from Teenage Baller Rocket, and you're listening to 25,000 Miles with our host, Joel! Are you uh, are you ready to go then? <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Um, so thank you very much for uh, being on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, so I wanted to start by asking about uh, the new Teenage Bottle Rocket versus Human Robots EP. Uh, I'm sure you've explained it a million yeah. times, but could you, uh, for the sake of our listeners, could you uh, uh, explain? Yeah, sure. Milo just left my side to play foosball. I should have kept him around. Oh, yeah, totally, man. Uh, Milo had written a couple songs. Um, I thought they were really great. He he was into it. Here he is right now. Milo, here you you're on the air. Yo, yo, man, how are you? Uh, I'm good. Right on. Uh, tell me about the seven inch. Yeah, so I have a band called Human Robots. That's just me. I play everything, and uh, then. Um, my dad's on half of the seven inch, and I'm on half the seven inch, and uh, I record two songs I wrote. Right on, man! And you sang on them and uh, everything. Yeah. Right on. So, was it, whose idea was uh, it? Was yeah. it was it your idea? or Was it your dad's idea to put the EP together? Uh, it was, it was my uh, all right. It was our idea to put me on the seven inch. Oh yeah, bit of both, hey, bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> right on, man. Now I'm ready to take on the world. Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, uh, it was fun recording in the bossing room, too. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Did you... Uh, so you did everything. You didn't get any help from anybody? Oh, I got help. No, I played all the instruments. Uh-huh. It was just me, but nobody played any um, instruments besides me, but I got a little bit of verbal help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, uh... All right, everybody. That was Milo. I'm sure there's claps. There's claps going on somewhere. His mom started calling on the other end. He was like, she panicked. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
You that might have been Milo's first interview. Was that your first interview? Yeah, man. Yeah. So yeah, Milo went and recorded his songs while we were in the studio recording Stay Lad. We got one of songs by his daughter, Olivia Goes to Bolivia. And um, she's adorable. And the song is so funny and awesome. Cody sings it. That starts off the first time the seven and starts the same side. I guess it doesn't really matter in the split. Yeah. Well, that's... Let's face it, we're the, we're the band people know. So. Yeah. Well, it's, it's pretty cool the, the way the whole thing... Because, like, you have the song about Milo on there, and then you have the song about Olivia on there, right. and then it's like, Milo does totally. this thing. It was perfect. Totally. Yeah, it all came together, and uh, that was sort of the, the plan from the get-go, and the artwork turned out fantastic. Um, was it was it kind of like a hard sell, though? Were you like, hey, uh, we're going to put these two songs on an EP, and then my son's going to do two songs? Um, no, it wasn't, actually. Uh, this guy, the Fat Wolves, and Aaron, of course. Everyone is awesome. And uh, we just, we just said, let's do this, and he said yes. Well, right on. Same thing with stealing the covers. Because, yeah, that would have been kind of like so, a, yeah, it was a like, hard you know, sell, It's too. kind of a concept record, and we explained it to Mike. Mike wanted to produce our record. And, you know, I was like, well, we want to do this, like, you know, cover a bunch of bands that no one really knows, bands that we fall in love with just to sing in the band that's opened up for us and stuff. Even some bands that we opened up for. So, yeah, they're all about that, too. And it's just a, like, you know, you've heard it a thousand times before, so I reckon it's a great label and great people. So you, you could pretty much go to them with any idea, and they'd be like, yeah, all right. I said, I could probably sell it. What do you want to do? Oh, yeah, man, totally. Uh, <laughs> anything. <laughs> Right, that's pretty much the concept. Let's do anything. Yeah, sweet. Um, so Milo comes on tour with you guys all the time. Do you think that uh, he's ready to put Human Robots up there live? Maybe you guys could be his backing band. That'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's a good idea. Let's bring it to Aaron. Um, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, whenever I went on tour like solo with Ray Rocket in Europe, mm-hmm. Milo would get on stage and play a couple songs. So, oh, right he's always been involved as much as we could get him. Like, every time we uh, play, like, we played Red Rocks the other day, opening for No Effects, and Milo went on stage and opened up our set with a drum solo. Yeah, man, that that kid is going to have no stage fright whatsoever. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see, you know. I mean, I remember I was similar, and then, uh, you know, things yeah. change. Yeah. Who knows? Do you still get, Who knows like... it's going to happen? But, yeah, I hope, I hope he, uh, you know, is probably the stoker, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think anyone would at this point. Don't turn to a cowboy. <laughs> so, uh, Teenage Bottle Rocket have some uh, Western Canadian dates coming up. Uh, notably for us, yeah, Van- Vancouver and uh, Rosdale, October 23rd and 24th. But before you come up here, you were just mentioning um, you're going to be playing a Punk and Drublick Festival to open up the tour. Right. So, I was going to ask... Um, is it kind of strange to switch gears? Like, you're going to be playing for thousands of people at this festival, but then jumping right into club shows. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a different atmosphere. But I prefer to do the huge, like, you know, Riot Fest at the end of the tour, like we just did with Clowns and Mean Jeans. You know, you're just kind of firing on all four cylinders um, when you're on the road for a couple of weeks. And we ended our tour at the end of the... I mean, we ended our tour, we ended our tour out at, with Riot Fest, and it, it's shredded. And this time, we're starting our tour, and you know, we we never practice, so <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be fucked. Yeah, well, I guess like because Darren's up in Edmonton, so it's like, uh, 
Yeah, we typically just use like the first couple shows of the tour to practice, and uh, yeah, this one's going to be with the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones and no effects. So, yeah, <laughs> so it'll be a good one to <laughs> practice with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be a good one to be like. I heard Teen Stars was good, but they must have had an off day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it definitely it could definitely be different, man. Um, but we we've become comfortable, I think, with both settings. You know, especially after doing Warp Tour, even though um, a lot of times on the big, like the side stage at Warp Tour, you could tell it could be a lot bigger, and some bands that would play on the same stage were at a big audience. But it kind of gave you that effect of kind of doing this huge festival outdoor thing. And so, um, you know, we learned from that, and uh, you know, obviously we've uh, we know what to expect at a, a sweaty ass basement too. So. forward to uh playing on this run oh calgary for sure calgary love it and it's been a long time since we've been to vancouver i'm really looking forward to that too edmonton rules because Duke is from there but yeah calgary's my favorite canadian city to play oh yeah D- is darren ollinger like hooks all those ones up hey uh he has in the past we played uh ship and anchor or whatever it's called yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, that was cool. It was a free show, and I got upset because they were playing Alice in Chains before we played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sort of lost my mind and yelled at the DJ. And uh, anyway, Darren always makes fun of me. <laughs> well, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, we typically play this other club, Dickens, I think is what it's called. And it's badass. I love it. Yeah, because I've seen you in Calgary a couple times, and the, yeah, I saw you at the Ship and Anchor, and I saw you at Dickens, so your story holds up. Okay. <laughs> Earlier in the year, you guys played South America. Sorry, I hear you played <laughs> South Africa. How were those shows? And I hear you got uh, at least two cell phones stolen between all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one looking for my card. you mixing up South Africa and South America. I'm getting confused. Oh. So, yeah, South Africa, it was awesome, man. I think we were the first Star Records band to be there in 11 years. And people came out, and, dude, it was quite the experience. We just partied a little too hard. And, you know, 
freaking not knowing where we were, and a couple of us got pickpocketed and lost our cell phones. Um, Coach Darren. And uh, so we went to the airport after South Africa, and we got staring at our cell phones the whole time. We were on the bus and loving life, and they were, you know, cell phoneless. <laughs> yeah, that would be rough, like being in South Africa and not having your phone. Yeah. Yeah, well, South Africa phones, you know, like you said, so we went there very long, and we lost his phone the day before we went to, the night before we went to Europe. So mainly just suffering in Europe without, you know, being able to keep, keep in touch with friends and family, I guess, and, you know, killing time on Instagram, whatever you do. So uh, after this West... Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Awesome. <laughs> you went like supersonic there for a second. Totally. <laughs> uh, so after this West Coast tour that you dudes are doing, uh, it's off to Japan. Yeah. And so this will be... Yeah, I'll be what? a third time in Japan. Excited, man. It's uh, just another stinker. Yeah. Adam. <laughs> What's your name again? My name? <laughs> yeah. My name's Joel. Just another stinker, Joel. Another stinker. <laughs> I went with Adam, I don't know, man. Hey, dude, close. That was close. <laughs> job the back. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what are the shows like in Japan? I hear so many amazing things about, like, bands touring Japan. That's why everyone always wants to go back. What is it like to, to play in Japan? I think it's different for teams, but I don't the most days because of the uh, leather jacket, Ramon thing they have going on in Japan, you know, and... 
I know that there's other bands from America obviously to go over there, like but uh, we got kind of a, a different thing going as far as our crowd's concerned, and it's just so it's it's cool. There's people that uh, look like Ramones, and uh, don't see much of that in the states, like the D.D. Ramone haircut and striped shirts, and it's like this little Japanese dude underneath it all, and uh, they just love the whole pop punk thing. Yeah, man. So yeah, we, I think that we love it for different reasons than other bands, but I can tell how everybody would go over there and be stoked out. I mean. It's quite the experience. It's the food and the culture, and there's way too many cigarettes in the clubs. The Japanese culture, whatever they dedicate themselves to, they like, like that's it. Like that's like a hundred percent in. So there's a label out there called Dumb Records that have done a lot of our friends' bands. They bring some pop punk bands over there, and that's who we always go with. Well, that's who we went with the last time we were in Japan. They're bringing us back over. And the last time we went to Japan, they did this. Um, Tribute CD to Teenage Bottle Rocket with a bunch of Japanese bands playing our songs. <laughs> and we didn't really know much about the CD, and they picked us up from the airport. And yeah, we got to hear all these different bands from around Japan playing our songs. And it was cool to hear all the different interpretations. And I've never started on a tour like, on such a high, you know, hearing that. It was just really cool. Is there any crazy tour story? Because I know you've been touring quite a bit these days. Is there any crazy tour stories that have happened of late that you can recall? Uh, you know, there's a lot of us chilling out and staring at our phones is the reality of it all. But, you know, there's always nights that you don't want to talk about in front of your children. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, it doesn't really come to mind offhand except for we're, we're a lot more boring than we used to be. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose that comes with... Was that a good way to dodge that question? Yeah, dude. Yep. <laughs> you, you nailed it. <laughs> if you could recommend one new band to our listeners, who would that be? Hmm. I know a good answer. Oh, yeah. Plagmender, for sure. Plagmender. And Watkins not a, a new band, but they're just an awesome band that you should check out. Um... But yeah, Plagmender's young, and they're on Epitaph. We did the Warped Tour with them in 2014, so they've been around the block a couple times since then, but they kick its ass, and I love that band. Play Plagmender. Okay. <laughs> sold. <laughs> you sold me. I think it's like Black Sap Scriptures, or I forget the name of the song. That's really awesome. Okay, sweet. I'll look into it. You've been touring around. You've been consistently, pretty consistently, putting out music. What do you think the motivation is to keep touring and to keep creating music? Oh, it's just like the, we just love playing in a band, you know, and we love touring around, and it's just, uh, just our love of the music, I think, is really what is the driving force behind it all, and I know that all of us would be in a band still, even if we weren't able to go to Japan and South Africa, and I can say that for a lot of people who have been, have been you know, lifers in the punk scene along with us, so... Uh, yeah, the music is is the, is the number one driving force. You know, we got music inside of ourselves and we want to share it with people. Right on. Correct. That you answered that one correct. <laughs> well, every day I get up early in the morning because I gotta go to work. Because I want to go where the action is or I like taking it from the to dream come true, but 515 are gonna pay the rent. And I shortchange the guy with the whopper. 
Fryer and the walk-in cooler door. 